Welcome to Talking Wyndham, your weekly insight into the people who make our city surprising, fascinating, vibrant and interesting. Talking Wyndham is an initiative of the Committee for Wyndham. All the latest news and events are on our website and Facebook page. G'day and welcome to another edition of the Talking Wyndham podcast. My name is Kevin Hillier. And today we take you inside one of the Committee for Wyndham's programs, and a very important one that it is too, the FLOW program, the Future Leaders of the West. And today we will talk to one of the participants in this year's program. And this year, of course, has thrown up a number of uh, different challenges for us all um, in many ways, but also certainly a number of different challenges for the participants and the group involved this year in the FLOW program. So we'll talk to Sarah Eldridge about that. Sarah runs her own business in the western suburbs, has for a number of years. Very interesting background. We'll find out all about that as well. That's coming up uh, in this podcast and also uh, details of how you can get involved uh, in uh, in the program that they put together. They uh, do a community-based program as part of the uh, the FLOW program and we've got details of how you can be involved in that. Of course, details of how you can be involved in the FLOW program uh, and in all the things run by the Committee for Wyndham on the uh, the website and on the Facebook page. So please uh, go and have a look at that and uh, and see what's, uh, what's on what's about. And if you're not a member of the Committee for Wyndham at this stage, by all means, uh, jump on the telephone uh, or on the Facebook page and uh, have a chat to Barbara and I'm sure she'll be able to uh, talk to you about uh, the benefits of being a member of the Committee for Wyndham. But let's get to our guest for this week. It's Sarah Eldridge, uh, who's uh, one of the participants in this year's uh, Future Leaders of the West program. I wondered exactly how she found out about it and how she got involved. I received an email from one of my networks to say that the, the Committee for Wyndham was holding this low program. The committee offers the program every year. Yep. And if there were any uh, participants who were interested in learning more, building skills in the area of leadership, who were willing to put in, we had a financial commitment as well as a time commitment for this year. And if we were able to do so to apply. And so I did apply. Um, that was in February and the program started in March. Uh, the program goes for a whole year. So it's March to December and we meet once a month for the entire day, for one day a month. And yep. then we have a uh, community project that um, we all you know, that's part of the program is that we would have a community project that we would work towards. That was one of our commitments. And I was um, actually one of the main reasons to be involved as well, not only to learn, but also to contribute to the local community and, um, you know, build on my leadership skills. That's why I put my hand up. And yeah. That started in February or the applications in February. It started in March. But the world changed at the end of March for all of us based in Victoria, and particularly those of us based in uh, in the city of Wyndham. Every, everything changed. So, how did how did the uh, immediate ramifications of the first stages of lockdown uh, affect your ability to to be involved in the Flow program? Well, initially, uh, during the first stages, we were restricted to um, meeting online, and our Sessions became online sessions, but we didn't anticipate that the lockdown would go on this much longer and that it would affect the um, the project that we were hoping to execute in, around, in and around October. So we initially, um, when we started the project, we thought, well, the lockdown won't last very long. It should be okay and we should be fine. 
but unfortunately that did not occur. So um, we had to adapt and change the, the direction of the project. So when we um, initially started with um, planning, it was a face-to-face situation and now it's slightly different and I can let you know more about that. Yep, uh, and that I guess that's one of the uh, the things of leadership. Uh, one of the great uh, criteria of leadership is the ability to be flexible and adapt to a situation. So you've already done that. <laughs> Thanks. Um, yeah, I mean it's not it's not what we we hope for. The environment we cannot change. Yep. So um, we need to look at a goal and see. Well, are we still achieving the goal given the timeframes that we've got? And can we then use the information we have now to maybe push the deliverable uh, forward a little uh, and still achieve um, what we can? Tell us what the uh, what the actual program is that uh, that uh, you and the group came up with uh, that you decided to work on. So when we first started, we our heart and our, there's five of us within the group. Um, there's um, you want me to list the members within our group? Yeah, sure. Yeah, um, so Alan Cochran, he's with the Wyndham City Council. We've got Stephanie Edwards from CDC, Neil Williams from the Plumbers Co-op, myself, and Alpana Shaw from the um, Bendigo Bank. Yep. So um, the five of us put to, came together and we thought, all right, how can we assist the community? Now, all of us have a heart to help those who are disadvantaged in some way. And we thought, all right, so that is our starting point. That's where we're going to go from. Let's then look at all of our skills and fears of fears of influence that we have. And then based on that, how can we help those people who are disadvantaged using the skills we have and also to pull in other skills that we could that are within our, our networks. So we started there and then um, while we were discussing, we realized and Stephanie mentioned that the CDC had identified a need for travel training. And so we thought, all right, let's use that as a launch pad. Um, and how can that travel training then um assist with those who are disadvantaged within our community. And then we went into, all right, what are the people who who are disadvantaged? And then we identified some of the groups where we realized there's quite a number of different disadvantaged groups and vulnerable groups. Uh, so we said, all right, if whatever we do, we want it to be some sort of a training or a pilot program that can then be used as a template to um, adjust to suit those different groups. So we thought, all right, that's where we're going to start from. Um, And so we thought, all right, we're going to have a pilot training program that we we would initially, we thought we just needed about 10 people within the group. CDC was was willing to, um, you know, sponsor a training day, the committee for Wyndham was on board. We were able to get participants from some of the contacts that Alan had within the council. And we were like, yep, that's what we're going to do. We're going to set up this template and move from there. Then, of course, you know, COVID came along and we realized, oh, well, we can't really hold this face-to-face training. Um, 
it to create the template. What should we do? We've identified there's a need. We identified that there's interest. Um, we have a heart to help. So what now? And then we thought, hey, why don't we use this as an opportunity rather than, um, you know, stumbling block and say, oh, if we can get more information and then the pilot program, which we hope will be taken up in the future, will be more robust and uh, cover the topics identified. And so we thought, let's do a survey. Yep. Let's do a survey. Um, which is easy to fill. So there's about 10 questions. And um, the 10 questions are just asking what are the areas that you find we could help with in terms of training? You know, things like um, um, would you like assistance with travel planning or do you feel that maybe your safety is an issue or different questions like that. And then within the survey also give an opportunity for the participants to write down um, other um, bits that maybe we didn't consider that they would like assistance with. Um, And we've identified the groups as recent migrants. And there's so many in our community because you know, we are the largest growing community. Um, and so we thought recent migrants, the elderly, um, people with English, that's not their primary language, people with various types of disabilities, people who are concerned for their safety, just some of the, the groups that would answer. So we put together the the 10 uh, questions and now what we would like, and that's what I'm hoping that um, this podcast will do is is um, reach out to either people who have networks w- within the vulnerable groups yep. or who have who who are vulnerable themselves to hear about this and say, hey, you know what, um, this is something that I want to get involved with. I want to have my say um, and answer the survey questions. Then we will collate all that information, put it together, and um, hope. And then that's another thing as well: is put it out there that we already have support, strong support from the CDC. We're hoping that maybe the council or other agencies would then jump on um, and use the information. It's uh, it's it's the platform to provide a uh, a template, I guess, for uh, for people who are in those vulnerable groups you mentioned, the elderly and uh, and recent migrants, and where English is not the primary language, uh, and people with disabilities to uh, to have independent uh, control over uh, over accessing public transport, which I would have thought was a, an enormous plus for people. The idea is, and the aim of this whole project is for independence and confidence, to build independence and confidence. And we can do that through um, education uh, and training. Often people are told, uh, if you just fill this survey out or you can answer these couple of questions, uh, it won't take long. Uh, Can you give us an indication of some of the questions in the survey just to to alleviate any fears people might have about uh, how intrusive they are or how how difficult they are to, uh, to sort of get your head around? So some of the questions that uh, we're asking are, what are your main concerns about public transport in Wyndham? Is it getting lost, using the wrong bus, not being able to feel safe, confused about timetables, 
uh, anxious about crowds, about accessibility, uh, length of time, for example. Other questions include in using this transport, what are your what sort of trips do you make? So then we get an idea of what they're being used for. If it's public events, you know, um, or private, is it community gatherings or using the local shopping centres? Um, things like um, what would you like within the program that you'd like to change? Would you or would you like to learn? Is it um, timetables, perhaps, and journey planning, or familiarity, getting on board, or interacting with the driver, um, things like that. Yeah, yeah, no, and no, all, it, all great questions and all very, very relevant questions, obviously. Yeah, and and we don't ask you for your name, so it's anonymous. Yeah. Uh, if you choose to be involved, then we are saying, hey. Uh, please put in your details if you would like to be part of a training pilot if it goes on, goes um, live after COVID. And yep. that's an opportunity as well for participants in terms of how to get to that survey. Yep, trinitybookkeeping.com.au slash survey. And that's, uh, that's the, you can find the, that's the link to uh, to get you to the survey to be, to be able to answer it. Um a terrific uh, way of uh, kind of uh, being so flexible in uh, in what you were hoping to achieve originally, and you, in the end, you've actually come up with a way of achieving it without being able to do it the the way that you had planned to do it in the first part. So, uh, well done to you and the uh, the other five people in the group. But obviously, CDC have had a, an enormous um, input in this as well uh, from their point of view, and and also from their resources and their people. Yes, yes, they have, and we've been very thankful for their support um, and um, having identified it as a need, I suppose um, they had planned to eventually um, get around to doing something, but we thought, hey, you know, we've got the ability to do it now. Why don't we see if we can harness um, our skills and actually um, make it happen sooner? So... How have you yes, found the CDC dynamic of working with the five people uh, in in the group situation as it's turned out to be totally differently to what you what you thought it would be? Uh, but how have you found that uh, that dynamic of working with the group and and learning what you've what you've come through in the in the time that you've been doing the flow program? Well, when we first started, Kevin, we we were face to face, and obviously, you know, um, all of us um, have uh, had to shift the way that we do life. And it's become virtual, um, and uh, we just needed to adapt. But I think that the desire is there, and uh, going virtual or talking to someone on the phone, we've always done that. I am a, you know, I was born in the in the late sixties, and uh, for me, you know, the the phone, you know, as a teenager and growing up. I was always comfortable on the phone yeah. and chatting with people. So for me, it wasn't such a big change um, expressing myself verbally, and also the the joy of having someone on your uh, in the comfort of your own home while you are um, on Zoom or Teams or whatever. For me, it's it means I don't have to go out if I don't yeah, want yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and um, it's very it's it's easy 
Yep. I found it. I found it easy. Uh, not everything, obviously, is as easy, but within the five members, they're very accessible. We chat with each other. We meet um, once a month, um, and um, you know our facilitators, Martin, and and he really encourages that. We've got um, um, really uh, a giving group who are willing to put in their effort and their time. So that's not been a barrier. It's, it's been really great. I haven't had an, an issue at all. I think it's been great. It's just a shame that we can't do the pilot um, training itself. Yeah. However, um, I think the more robust, the larger the sample size, the more robust the information, then it will be identified as, look, you know, we've got the numbers to prove it. We've got the information to prove it. And, and another organization, we're hoping the council or other agency would just um, um, say, hey, you know what, we'd like to go ahead with this. Give us this information and for it to have a life beyond what we are doing this year. Is a, is a terrific idea, and I mean, it's a really good uh, good group that you've you've got together. Obviously, a really good uh, project that you've come up with. Um, just uh, off the side of that, Sarah, tell us a little about yourself. You've you've been in the Windermere now for uh, a couple of decades. Yes, I have actually. I came here about twenty two years ago, and I came from the US. Uh, lived in different parts of the world. I was originally born in India, raised in. In Africa, went to uni in Canada, lived in the US, and settled here. So I've pretty much been a global um, <laughs> traveler. <laughs> how? Um, but to, uh, I mean, yeah, to how, be honest, how, how did you finish home. up? How did you finish up in Wyndham? Of all those wonderful places that you talked about, how did you finish up in Wyndham, which is a wonderful place well, in itself? Yeah. Well, you know what? It was a man who brought me here. To be honest. Yep. Yep. <laughs> And I came and I settled down and started a family here. I've never been in any one place longer than I have in Wyndham. I've been here for 22 years. This is home. This is going to continue to be my home. And I've planted my roots here. Um, and, um, you know, I enjoy the community and I've seen it grow in the last 20 years. Like when I first came here, the, the plaza was so, um, much smaller. Yep. Uh, the roads were not as crowded <laughs> and, and there weren't as many, um, you know, restaurants and outings and so on. So, um, it's really grown in this past few years. The city yeah, of Wyndham certainly that's changed in the 22 years you've been here. You've been in the finance uh, sector for, for about the same time, for a little longer than that, about 25 years. That's changed enormously in that in that period of time, hasn't it? Yes, it has. When I first started, I was working um, as a finance manager for real estate developers. And then, you know, when the GFC came along, things had to change. I had to adapt. Um, and I then started working for the government, the federal government. I worked for the Department of Defense and uh, was in the finance and accounting areas within the Department of Defense. I actually even worked at the Laverton Base in the Aerospace Systems Division, yeah. managing their funds there. Um, 
And then about six and a half years ago, I started my own company, um, Trinity Bookkeeping Services. Yeah. Tell, tell and, us, um, and we mentioned Trinity before as the as the link, uh, trinitybookkeeping.com.au slash survey for the uh, for the survey questions if people want to answer those. But just tell us, uh, with the with the pandemic and everything that's gone on with that, as a small business owner in the in the in the western suburbs, how have you kind of uh, coped with uh, what's happened in the last six months or so? Yeah, it has been it has been difficult, um, especially when I look around with my local um, small business networks and the small businesses that haven't been able to trade. It's been really difficult for them. We've been blessed um, in many ways uh, at uh, Trinity because we offer two types of services. We offer bookkeeping solutions for small businesses, but we are also registered plan managers for NDIS participants and um, in NDI, so we, I'm a registered NDIS plan manage, manager. Yep. And so our team has been growing. The NDIS in this area has been steadily growing. And so we still have a job and we work virtually. We essentially do the bookkeeping for NDIS participants. So although the bookkeeping side of things have are stalled and slowed down, the NDIS side of our business is still growing. And um, this is another reason why I'm very keen uh, with this project that we're working on because uh, in the NDIS space as well, I see a lot of need and vulnerability that um, transport The NDIS, just for those people that don't know, just uh, NDIS is the National Disability insurance scheme and it was rolled out in the western suburbs right here in uh, Wyndham about about two years ago and I've been a a plan manager since then Um, and what the NDIS does is that it allows for uh, people who have permanent disabilities to access some government funding and this funding is uh, based on um, the needs so they would go in and explain what their needs are and they're allocated a certain amount of funds. And those funds are then are used for different to achieve those needs, be it therapy needs or needs around daily living. So it could be support and care that they need within their homes or um, there might be some need for some capital improvements or maybe if they need assistance with speech therapy or physio, occupational therapy. So the government would then fund that. And what we do is that we then um, liaise with the in-between the participant and the money that the NDIS holds in, you know, in a place that we can access. We, We then are able to claim the funds on behalf of the participant and pay the service provider after the participants receive the funds. So um, we maintain the audit trail and we uh, make sure that the payments are made timely and that the uh, participants then get an idea of how much of their plan is being used. We help them with their uh, giving them 
idea on how to budget their funds and also with the links that we have within the community then we can we can suggest that they go to different areas if they're looking for a particular service for example yep. You're part of the, uh, the uh, making the government actually uh, not only cough up the money, but making sure it goes to the right people and uh, and that it's used uh, used correctly. That's a that's a very good thing, Sarah. Appreciate your time. Uh, th- thank you so much for sharing your thoughts on the uh, on the future leaders of the West program. I'm glad you glad uh, that that you and the group have uh, have got to the point you've got to. As we mentioned, if people want to take this survey and the and the people we're talking about are people in the vulnerable groups, uh, recent migrants, elderly people where English is not their primary language, people with uh, disabilities, as you mentioned. And uh, if you've got safety concerns uh, also, please go to trinitybookkeeping.com.au slash survey and you'll find a 10-question survey there. Very simple. Take a couple of minutes, I would have thought, to uh, to fill it out and uh, it would be much appreciated part of the uh, the ongoing work for this uh, this project that you're working on. Fantastic. And also, if anyone wants further information or wants me to email them, the a list the, the survey with you know the header and so on I can do that they just need to send an email through to contact at trinitybookkeeping.com.au and I'll be able to assist or help and if they want to get maybe involved in this further down the track please let us know absolutely uh, thanks for being part of the flow program thanks very much for talking to us here on the uh, the talking window podcast we really appreciate it Sarah stay safe uh, stay well and uh, and thank you once again for your time thanks Kevin cheers Thanks to Sarah Eldridge, and uh, congratulations to all the group. Uh, they're still working hard uh, with the uh, the public transport accessibility for vulnerable groups within Wyndham. That's the name of their program, and of course that uh, address uh, where you can jump on and and do the questionnaire, and maybe even send the questionnaire off to friends of yours is trinitybookkeeping.com.au/survey. Trinitybookkeeping.com.au/survey. And my thanks to uh, Sarah for her time and uh, well done to the group and uh, good luck uh, for continued success. And we look forward to seeing exactly how that uh, that survey progresses and, and where that goes uh, in the future. That's the uh, the whole object of it, future leaders of the West. And if you could check out the uh, Committee for Wyndham Facebook page and the website, all the details of uh, the Flow program and how that's uh, moved on to some online sessions too, which are available that you might want to take advantage of. Uh, uh, just check out the website and also check out the Facebook page. Hope you've enjoyed this edition of the Talking Wyndham Podcast. Till next time, I'm Kevin Hillier. Take care. Thanks for listening. Talking Wyndham is an initiative of the Committee for Wyndham. All the latest news and events are on our website and Facebook page.